Hi, I'm Bryce, and I'm ready to preach. Hi, I'm Casey, and I'm ready to preach. Hi, I'm Patty, and I'm ready to preach. Hi, I'm Mark, and I'm ready to preach. Welcome back, family. You've reached the Ready to Preach podcast. We're excited to have you back tonight. It's going to be good. Um, We need to pray first. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity. We ask you, God, to expand this podcast in the way you see fit, God. We ask that um, as we're being diligent and trying to seek out your word and seek out what you would have to say to the people tonight, God, you fill our spirits with your spirit and and you move across this podcast with your words, God, and, and give us encouragement to help encourage others and give encouragement out and give uplifting words to the people who need it, God. We're, we desperately need your word to, to further understand things and to make it in this life, God. We need you and we desperately need you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Now we're back. Now we're back, family. <laughs> we're uh, we're excited to have you on tonight. It's getting uh, we have way too much fun down here. Yeah, <laughs> Casey, literally, was just crying. I might start again. Crying yeah, if Lenny ever gets his way and somehow talks us into a camera, it's down not going to happen. There's I'm no sorry, way. Lenny. Forget about it. Move on. <laughs> anyhow, anyhow, we're going to get into this topic tonight, and we're going to go, and we're just going to hammer it out. We've been thinking about it. We heard it on Saturday night, and it just spurred thought, and we needed to move on it. And there was no other way to do it but to do it. That's right. So what we do per usual here on the Ready to Preach podcast is we go around and just check on everybody, see how they're doing, and get a little bit of a statement from them, how their week's been, what's going on, what's new, what's different. So we're going to start with Mark. My week's been pretty good. Uh, I haven't. Done too much. I had to actually. Sorry, I had to work on a little bit on Stacy's car this this afternoon. Yeah, making some not so pleasant noises. But luckily, it was a case of just a piece of tin that was bent and just needed to be unbent. Yep. No actual problem. Problem really. And honestly, it was just a sound noise. wasn't going to cause any damage or anything anyway. But now it sounds good as well as works good. Good. Um. Other than that. We had, like, as he started to allude to, we had the Saturday night service with a concert. Yeah. We had a good uh, full Sunday as well. Yeah. As well as we had, well, Bryce, were you at the men's? Yeah. Yeah, you were at the men's breakfast. Did both you ladies go to the women's breakfast? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. Okay. See, I wasn't there for that one, so I didn't know. But I assumed Casey was going. We uh, had a completely full jam-packed weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Literally all day, Saturday, all day, Sunday, and it did not stop. But it was good. It was good, but at Sunday night, it, I was whooped. <laughs> Sunday night? Yeah. Sunday night, when it was done, it was done. To anybody who doesn't think ministry is a job, try it. Yeah. <laughs> Michael Michael rode around with Dad on Saturday, and I was with him for most of the day. And he's like, I just want to see what it's like to be in the life of a pastor. He said, you go all over the place. And I yeah. Go, <laughs> Which it's true. Yeah. You know. It's tiring. It's very rewarding, though, to do what we do. Yeah. I couldn't think of anything other that I would much rather. I wouldn't do anything else, I would say that way. I would have to agree with that. This has got um, eternal payments. You know, you may not get much of a reward down here, but there will be jewels in the crown that you get to cast at Jesus' feet. That's the difference between us and, like, most of the society, everyone else, they want the monetary the stuff now and all this. Everyone's like, oh, they're so great. We're more concerned with what happens next. Right. Not the what happens here. Well, just thinking about it in common sense manner, it's like 
Would you rather work to make sure that something that has an ending date is good or something that doesn't end forever? I would just common sense tells me to work for that. You know, that's the reason they have the term, you know, bigger picture. Right. <laughs> You're going to look for the bigger picture. Yeah. Patty, how are you doing? Good. I'm doing good. Um, It's been a busy week. I, uh, let's see. <laughs> it's been a crazy week at my house. Um, Hectic. Uh. I'm a caregiver for my mother-in-law, so she's been a little sick and working. And then we have church and busy weekend, but it was a good weekend. Yeah. Very fulfilling. Fulfilling. Yeah. Uh, spiritually. And uh, I was glad to be part of it. Glad to have um, the soul out, sold out. Uh, concert. Yeah. That was really good. And he preached a very good message. Wow. Um, it was a fire. <laughs> it was <laughs> to dynamite. say the least. It was and the fire. Ki- this this guy's a kid too. Yeah. yeah he's I mean only, he's not much not 20 much. Twenty years young and um very, very good. He'd been studying for that one. Yep. Yes. That huh. wasn't just one that you pull out of the shoot from the hip and make no, that happen. Not not in any stretch. He knew everything around it. What happened? His point in his topic stayed to that. He could have preached and part for an of it hour. Was part of his life that he lived. Yeah, That's yeah. Why he could preach it. Well, and he could have preached for two hours, as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. He was relevant the whole time, and I was like, yep. "Yeah, I could listen to that." Even the couple little, almost I would say, rabbit trails actually fit in with what he was doing. It was just another yeah, instance of the same thing. It, it was. I wouldn't say that it was even a rabbit trail. Because it didn't it go off together. any different. I would call it a rabbit trail just because it wasn't from the same account. It was a different instance in the Bible where something similar happened. Right. So in that aspect, I would but call it a rabbit trail, but it fit perfectly it with it. Together it made perfect went, sense. Yeah. 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 And it was all relatable. Yeah. Yes. Casey? I want you to go first, Bryce. Oh, you do? Yes. I would hate to make you go last again. Again. You always go last. We don't want you to time. go last. Well, well he went last first year. last time. Last week. But I don't think she's ever went last. You never went last before? Nope. Yeah. I don't remember, man. It's been a long time we've been <laughs> doing this. <laughs> right, we got too many episodes for me to go back Anyways, and Anyways, how was your week, was. Bryce? My week was wonderful. We worked yesterday, um, filled in the pond behind the house. <laughs> it's gone now. Short-lived uh, pool slash pond. Well, it was a couple of years, but we don't want, with the Oktoberfest coming up, we don't want anyone falling in it. Yeah. Again, that was a problem. <laughs> Anyhow, I'm super excited getting geared up for that, for the Fall Fest that we always have. Yeah, it's, it's going to be fun. It's so much fun to just hang out with each other, really. And it's all of us getting together. We're roasting a hog. We're doing all these fun, the hay ride. That's always a, a light up thing. And there's always the bounce houses playing football, catch, you know, whatever, cornhole. And then just sitting there and talking to each other and eating chili while it's kind of cold outside feels pretty good to me. It's like the aesthetics of fall, the the colors and everything. And then you're just yeah. hanging out with your family in a flannel shirt with a bowl of chili. It's pretty good. <laughs> Other than that, no, Sunday was good. Saturday was great. Starting, We started early and ended late. And it was, yeah. I, I was geared up for that. But then Sunday came and I'm like, ooh, I'm tired. It kind of wore me out on our Saturday being all day long, but man, I wouldn't have missed it. If I would have missed it, I'd have been upset. Right. Makes you wonder how all the sometimes all these people do all these like late night, all night things, and they're still good to go the next day. No, you're not good to go the next day. It's rough. You're 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 empty. 
I also want to go back and say something about Saturday that we had a memorial service also at yes, our we church. Did. Yeah. And I just want to um, still give condolences to the family and tell them that we love them and that we're glad that we were part of that with Absolutely. them. You know, it's an honor. It was an honor to be able to serve with them and and just be there for them in well, their time of need, you know. We, that's we, what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to come together as a family because that's what we are. We're a church family. Right. And I think it's more important for us to be there for them and help them out. And um, I think they appreciated it very much. I know much. they did, yeah. Oh, yeah. And um, it was just nice to be a part of that. When I said earlier that it was nice to be a part of it, I, I included that in that conversation also. Was yeah. To be a part of everything. And right. that was part of it. Well, I, I know that life alone goes so far before it makes a turn. Yeah. Yep. Your road, your day is coming, you know, where you mm-hmm. need that. And my dad always says that if you want people to be a part of what you do, you got to be a part of what they do. Yep. And you know? I lost my dad three years ago. So I remember, you don't remember a lot of what happened that day, but you kind of remember who was there for right. you. Right. You know, you don't remember everything, but right. you remember who was there. So you remember the, the, the faces. Yes, exactly. That, so warm. I know. The warm feeling of people being just there. Just there. Exactly. There's nothing you can say or do, but... Nope. It was good. We always... I always love going down and having... My favorite thing is... The not meal? For, not for the food. Not for the food purposes, but the for fellowship. The, the fellowship, fellowship of it. Fellowship, yeah. It's like, man, I haven't seen them in years or I haven't... I've heard about them. You've never really seen them. You know, I heard the old stories or whatever, but... You connect faces with the names. You now. connect all that <laughs> and then you're laughing together and then something that's meant to probably be tear you down and everyone was crying. The world cries about it, you know, and we're enjoying each other and spending the time with the family we have. So mm-hmm. that was a, it was a good service. It turned out well, good. A lot of people showed up and paid respects. So yeah. with that, um, Sunday, Sunday morning was about normal for me. Sunday, Sunday night was good. We had a, uh, we had a great service. I love we're starting to come to a different place, I think, for worship. Am I wrong? No. Mm-mm. I think we're being more available to let the Holy Spirit lead it and just do what we have. Be there and be obedient and willing to do what we're told, basically. That makes sense? Yes. Oh, yeah. It's like, we, we, we got this on the list, but this feels right. Just go with it, you know? Um, I'm supposed to be singing the next song, but I need to stop and talk for a second and just encourage our people and love on them, you know, and tell mm-hmm. them that, hey, this ain't all, we ain't all amazing standing up here. None of us are, actually. We ain't, we've all been through things, you know, you're not alone in this. And this is some things that help me, so. Yeah. And with that, we're going to Casey. You're up. Yes. I know it's been burning on you to just oh, say yeah. something. Absolutely. <laughs> Chomping at the bit. <laughs> well, it's been a good week. Um, you guys pretty well covered Saturday and Sunday. I enjoyed both thoroughly. I was exhausted Sunday night, so I really enjoyed getting home and getting in bed. Um, outside of that, the most exciting thing that I've had is we our entire system crashed Monday at work, so we were fully had another day of not doing a whole lot until they got it fixed for us afternoon again. Um. And that's it. That's why I wanted to go last. <laughs> Very unassuming. Yeah. yeah. Made you think that there's going to be something exciting, didn't I? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> we, 
We knew. Let's go. <laughs> let's go back to last week whenever Bryce was telling me that I was funny. I liked that better. Yeah, you are funny. <laughs> yeah, she's okay. funny. You're just I'm in your own funny. own world, in your own way of being funny. So true, bestie. Well, we're gonna go on to our topic, and it stems from what we heard on Saturday night. It was uh, the thought that preparation precedes the blessing or precedes the miracle. That what you have to, basically you have a part in what happens if God moves. God's going to move. We understand that. We understand that God does what he does. His ways and his thoughts are higher. And he has a plan, but he also doesn't just want to give it to you. Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. Do you want me to start off by what the definitions I found for these things? Sure. We'll start with preparation since that's, you know, the main theme of it is to get prepared for something. Preparation is just the action or process of making ready or being made ready for use or consideration. Right. Which would be a big step because if what we're trying to get ready to be used for is whatever the blessing or the miracle is. Let me just say this to start the, start the thought off. Preparation is just faith and action. Yeah. Saying, I believe that God's going to do this, and I don't only believe it with my words, but I believe it in the preparation to receive this. Am I wrong? No. No, you have to do something about it. It's like, I believe it, but I'm going to go further than just saying it. I'm going to get the stuff ready it's going to take to receive this or use this blessing. I mean, what good is it if you set your coffee maker to make your coffee and you hit start, but you didn't put the cup down there first? Right. Coffee ain't no good for you. It pours out all over the place. Yeah, it's true. And that's the thing. Whether you do what you're supposed to do or not, it's still going to go somewhere. Mm -hmm. Right. But is it going to go somewhere it can be used or is it going to go somewhere it's going to go to waste? Right. Well, I don't think God's I don't think God's going to put anything to waste. No. But I think there's going to be other cups involved. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I mean? And it feels it feels bad when you're like, I know that's for me. Exactly. I know that should be me. Someone else is still going to get the coffee. You're going to go to grab a cup. Someone is going to have their cup be ready. And it's already full. Yeah. Yep. Okay. And then we were we had a kind of discussion off the air about the difference between a blessing and a miracle. So maybe we'll touch on that for a second. Well, you guys, since they didn't hear it because we didn't record it, is there a difference between a blessing and so, a miracle? In my mind, a blessing is something that God has for you, like prepared. He's got this ready to give to you. And then a miracle is like when your mind or you think something is going to go one way and it goes a different way. Okay. Ladies? I think a blessing is something anybody could do. I could give you a blessing, you know, $100 unexpectedly. That'd be a blessing for you. I received you. that. Yeah. Oh, it ain't going to happen because I ain't got $100 to give away unexpectedly. <laughs> <laughs> but a miracle is something that only God can do. Exactly. You know, I can't perform a miracle. Right. Only yeah. God can. Sounds I like, agree with that. I was about to say something like her... Patty over there saying, yep, yep, I agree. And that's I like, agree. I don't think any of those are wrong. I mean, even when we go by just the definition of it. So a blessing just says God's favor and protection. Yeah. That's the top one, a top definition for it. Whereas miracle is, oh, it went away on me. Why did it do such a thing like that? Well, I, and I think of blessing too, like giving my blessing. Like God gives his blessing to us saying that, you can do this and you can do that, you know? Yeah. It it's, went away. I'm going to put it back in. Something that he has already laid out. It's kind of not a give me, but you know what I mean? Yeah. I get you. It's not circumstantial. Right. And a miracle is like, it looks bleak and 
it just happens out of nowhere. Okay, so I pulled it up. It finally it finally behaved. Um, so it's listed as a surprising and welcome event that is not explicable by natural or scientific laws and is therefore considered to be the work of a divine agency. I want to rewrite that and put to be the work of the divine agency. It's not just any. It's unexpected. It's one specific. Right. Unexpected surprise. Yeah. Which that could be a blessing though too. And they can be. There are blessings that are miracles. Right. I'd say a miracle is a blessing. Yeah. But there are blessings that, as she said, you know, if just giving you some money because she has it to give, that's not necessarily, or that kind word when you're having a a bad day, that's a blessing, but that doesn't necessarily make it a miracle. Right. I don't know. You can go back and forth on that. Yeah. And figure out each way to make it. My my thought is there's not a wrong answer on which way you do it that way. No. Whether they're the same. If it comes from God, I'm willing to take it. Exactly. So with that being said, I've found some scriptures to kind of coincide with this thought says, what does God say about scripture? Scripture tells us that we must be always ready to tell others the good news of the gospel. We must prepare as Paul writes in second Timothy four and two preach the word, be ready to do it, whether it is convenient or inconvenient, correct, confront and encourage with patience and instruction. Now that's not the KJV, but you can pull that up. Mark second Timothy four, two. I was typing a diff- the other one, but I'll put it in there. Second Timothy four two, it's be ready in season and out of season is what it is. Come on, look. Preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. So, it's literally telling us, hey, there's going to be a time when you there's going to be a season when you need to be prepared to have. Courage, hope, um, even to confront, the Bible says, or to correct, reprove, with what? Long-suffering and doctrine. And and when they throw long-suffering there, it makes me think that it's not going to just happen. It's like, okay, you've reproved somebody, and it's like, well, why don't you just change right away? It don't happen right away. It's going to take some time. You need some long-suffering in there. I would figure I'd look up long-suffering, because that's a word that Maybe it doesn't get thrown around a lot like it used to. And it's just having or showing patience in spite of troubles, especially when they're caused by other people. So exactly the the instance there. Yeah. It's like you rep- help reprove somebody or it's like they don't just get it right away. Be available. Be prepared to, first of all, tell them the truth. And the only way you can become prepared in that is to read the Word yeah. and know what the Word says about talking about the doctrine. And when it doesn't just go ahead and happen right away and they're instantly changed, that's probably not going to happen. You need some long suffering. Right? Yeah. Here's another one, too, for you. Here's a few verses about planning. Proverbs 16.3, commit your work to the Lord and your plans will be established. What do you think, Casey? What was that one again? Proverbs 16 and 3. Commit your work to the Lord and your plans will be established. Well, I think whenever you're committed to working for the Lord and in the Lord's kingdom, your plans, most of the time, I'd assume, wouldn't be outside of his will. And we know that it is his good pleasure to, you know, do things for the goodness of us. And according to his will, yeah. Right. And if you're working for him, you'll be more apt to let the plans that you have 
change into the plans that he has for you. Right. You know what I mean? You It's easier to understand when you're working, when you've decided to commit your work to the Lord, said, I'm doing this for the Lord, obviously not doing something in the name of the Lord, like doing something crazy, but doing something that feeding the hungry, you know, helping the poor, or just going out and witnessing. I'm committing my work to you, Lord, and whatever you would have this to be, my plans are going to coincide with your plans. And then it says right there, your plans will be established. Well, the thing is, is with God, it's a lot of people say you can't pour out of an empty cup or, you know, you can't keep giving when you don't have anything left, but your cup is never going to empty whenever the source is endless. Right. If you're going to use that, I think we have to put go to the first couple verses that go with that. Let's hear it. Because you, you always, a good point of uh, to study is if you're uncertain what something says or really what it means, to read a couple of verses before and after gets a little bit of context. It will at the very least usually tell you who they're speaking to and give you a little bit more of the context for it. So I'm going to start and just read verses 1 through 3 in Proverbs 16 especially since of what our topic is. Starting with verse 1, the preparations of the heart in man and the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. Yep. So that tells me if you're preparing, you're doing it the way God wants you to do it anyway. He wants you to be ready for whatever the miracle, the blessing, whatever it is. Right. You're not doing it right if you're not getting ready first. You are becoming available. Basically. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And then it continues, all the ways of a man are clean in his own eyes, but the Lord weigheth the spirits. And that's where it goes with the admonition to commit thy works unto the Lord and thy thoughts shall be established. So you've got to prepare. You've got to understand that a lot of your thoughts, maybe you think you're ready. Right. But if you haven't prepared, you're not. But then commit the work that you've did to prepare right. to God. And that's when all that stuff will happen. It'll become established then. Wonderful. And my mind just goes to an analogy thinking about whether God would rather have you get ready for him to give you something or just give it to you. My mind goes to like a kid, like a rich kid, spoiled rich kid will say, and they just get everything given to them and they don't appreciate it the way that somebody who doesn't really have anything would. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or if you've had to work for something, you're more apt to take better care of it. So you get a nice car and you're like, hey, it took me a long time to get this. I had to work hard to make this happen. And now that I have it, I want to keep it as nice as I can because you have a certain value to it. And I think that's the same exact way with preparations preceding a miracle or a blessing coming from God. You had to work. You had to set the stuff up to get it done. Not saying that you did it. Obviously, we know God's the one who did it. But you had you have something at stake here. You have time invested. How much you're willing to invest and how much you're willing to prepare for something speaks to how much you value it Absolutely. at the end of the day. Um, I was looking at preparation too. And Matthew 25, there's an entire account about being prepared and being I have ready that one pulled up. for I have whenever that. the time comes. Right. We can go through it if you want. Let's go. I've got it pulled up here, the whole thing. Let's read, read parts of it and we'll stop you. Okay. So she's referring to one of the parables because I'm pretty sure she's looking at her Bible and I bet you it's in red. Yep, mm-hmm. 10 virgins. Yep. And it's in Matthew chapter 25, and this parable goes through verse from 1 to 13. Yep. And it's talking about, well, it tells you what it's talking about right at the start. Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto 10 virgins, which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. And five of them were wise, 
and five were foolish. foolish. Yep. They that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. So I, I guess the step there, that tells me they were half ready. They at least had a lamp. They weren't completely ready. They weren't the ones that didn't even show that's up and had good, nothing. That's a good point because people are always ready to receive a blessing. They're always like, I'm ready for this blessing that God has for me, even though they haven't put no work in. They haven't put no preparation into getting the stuff in line to where the blessing or the miracle happens. It's boom. It should have. You know what I mean? Or they do the very minimum to get, quote unquote, the blessing. You know, I'm going to do this so God will bless me here. That's not even the even the foolish versions had their had their lamp. They had a lamp at least, but they didn't have no oil and they didn't keep it trimmed and burning. Nope. Go on. While the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. So everybody, the ones that were wise and that were completely ready, and the ones that weren't, they took them a little nap. And there's a difference, too. You can't look at everybody around you and say, hey, we're all in the same position. We may as well just do what everyone else is doing. Even though the the foolish ones weren't ready and the wise ones were, they all slept. Yeah. But there's a difference in your comfort level when you know you're prepared than when you're not, and you can't look at somebody who is prepared and say, well, I, I I got my lamp, you know, and and then I, well, they're sleeping, so I can sleep. Say, when you know that you've done your part to prepare for everything that you've been instructed to do so, have you can read in the Bible or go through, Yeah, you know that God's going to deliver on his in the same way these women knew that their bridegroom was going to be there in the morning. So you can rest before the blessing comes, knowing that you have the preparation. Only if you're prepared. Right. That's right. There's a there's a level of comfort in knowing that you're prepared. That's like, okay, I understand that, like you're saying, God's going to do exactly what he said he's going to do. I've went step by step and did what I need to do. Rest. I think, what do you think, Patty? We can't, <laughs> we can't hear you, Nigel. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm nodding my head. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with you guys. You guys are talking... Well, all right. I got a th- one more thought on verse five there. So it says, while the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. So here's something that just popped in my head. If the they were asleep and the bridegroom showed up, even then he doesn't know which one did the preparation until they wake up and show what they have. Right. So there's no way to look at everyone around unless you know, unless they knew ahead of time, these are the ones that had everything. These are ones that didn't. There's no way for them to know just looking. They see a lamp. They're assuming they're all at the same, on the same spot. Right. But some had more than lamp and some had the other. Right. So they kind of all slumbering and sleeping, unless you're digging through what they brought with them. They appeared to be. They all appear to be ready, all appear to be the same. Appearance is not always what it seems. Mm -hmm. No. All right. So we'll continue with verse six. And at midnight, there was a cry made, behold, the bridegroom cometh, go ye out to meet him. Do you that, think midnight was an odd hour for that? For the bride to be met? Yeah. They did their timing different too, though. Traditionally, probably not. But thinking of it from our perspective, yes. Because midnight's such a random time for us, but that's the beginning of a new day. That's fair. And they had like their third watch to be like, I think, 9 a.m. Right. It's either 6 a.m. or 9 a.m. So it's like, do you have these things we hear about the third watch? So. Apparently there's people up at the other watches and they're every like I believe they're every three hours. Right. Saying I would expect to be asleep at midnight. There's no time to prepare. Yeah, but if you're you not expecting the time you to need a bride wouldn't need her lamp unless it was dark out. Right. Yeah. 
That's the whole thing where you take in the pack. They got lamps. So apparently they're expecting to be up when there's no light to see. But they're not expecting not to be ready. Exactly. That's the biggest thing. We're all expecting Jesus to come, and we kind of look around and judge ourselves against other people, and we're like, well, they're they're all right, so I might be all right. No one knows for you but but you. Exactly. And, and I'm it, pretty sure there's an inclining in all of our minds to know where we fall short and where we need to work and where we need more preparation. And I would guarantee the only time when they determined which five had oil and which five didn't was when they woke up and some started filling their lamp and some didn't. Or they ran out. I don't know. Go yeah, ahead and read. Didn't have enough to... So that goes, did I do where I finished where then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps? Yeah. So they could all trim their lamps too. Right. So again, they've got part of what they need. They know a lot of the processes too. And then with verse 8, And the foolish said unto the wise, Give us of your oil, for our lamps are gone out. So yeah, they must have had some oil to start with. Yeah, they must have been burning too. Or they had oil before they went there, and they ran out before the cry was made. Yeah. Um, But the wise answered, saying, Not so, lest there be not enough for us and you, but go ye rather to them that sell and buy for yourselves. Which to me kind of reinforces the idea of this this time of day for this was not out of the ordinary. Otherwise, they wouldn't be selling. There would be no one to sell. I mean, right. the only equivalent now, if you went midnight now, is like if you're not going to like the Shell Station or Walmart or something, you're not getting anything tonight. Right. So the fact that they even, the ones that had oil knew, hey, you can still go get some. Here's the thing, though, too. We all know what we need. They knew for sure Yep, that they need. They, they take their lamps. They know they needed to trim them. They knew they needed oil. Maybe they didn't know how long it was going to last or how much oil they exactly. needed. But they all had the thought that they could hurry up and go get it. Yeah. And here's it. And you guys ever lit oil lamps? Yeah. Huh. You said yeah? Mm-hmm. Did you say yes or no, Casey? You got to trim off the birth. Mm-hmm. I know you that. You trim them off the birth part. But you know, and I, my grandma always had one. And I think we had some growing up as well, just decorative, but we had them and you could use them. Yeah. You knew based on using it, how far the oil would drain down based on how long it was lit. Yeah. So this being a common thing for them, they knew how long whatever oil they had would last. Yeah. So what this tells me is the the five that were wise knew, like, say, maybe we need 30 ounces. Well, we're going to bring 50 just in case we're wrong, and it takes longer than what it takes for light to start before this happens. Right. They were prepared for it to be the right amount of time, but they were probably prepared for extra, but not enough to still give to the others and be able for everybody to have the amount they need. Right. Okay. Let's see, where was that? 10? Oh, yeah. And this, this is where we, we get ourselves in trouble because we when we realize we have not prepared. Right. Like that test that you're like, oh, I have more than enough time before class to start to study it. Right. It's like, nope, we're starting now. Yeah. And which that one of my favorite um, tests I ever took, it was like in sixth or seventh grade. And my teacher said, I'm going to give you guys a pop quiz and you guys can use your notes, your books, and you can talk to each other to, to answer the, the questions on the test. We're all like, okay, we got an easy A. 
and he gives us a pop quiz and it is literally about pop. <laughs> <laughs> nothing in the book and this was nothing that any of us knew. Things like what does RC and RC Cola stand for and different things like that. Even you have to have all the information. Right. But we think because we get some of this extra stuff, they think just like that, you know, oh, we've got the lamp. It's in the bag. We got a little oil. We're good. Right. They think it's in the bag already. They didn't have all the information. They weren't ready for if there was something they couldn't handle. Right. But where that leads us is in verse 10, and while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and they that were ready went in with him to the marriage, and the door was shut. The time is coming where the door is going to be shut. The door is going to be shut. And there ain't nothing you can do. You can't go buy enough oil to keep your lamp burning. I don't know what the significance of having a lamp would be. You could be seen. Okay. There were no streetlights in a lot of those places. You maybe had candles in some homes, but even then they weren't like what you think of, like over here, like in like, say, if you want to go like the 1700s, 1800s, where people had lamps and things with candles everywhere. Not always there because they didn't have... This stuff. The resources and things like that. So if you had like a bunch of candles in your house, you probably were close to wealthy because you could see at night when other people couldn't. And with that thought, too, it's there's coming a time where it don't matter what you did. It, all that matters is what you've done. Exactly. To become ready. You know, and obviously the main point of Christianity is salvation. Yeah. And all that is is just preparation to get to heaven. Exactly. You know, all that is is just doing your work here on earth to have uh, this miracle of salvation and the miracle of God's bringing you into heaven with him. I mean, it's not of works lest any man should boast, but you still have to do something. The only work is what you do with Christ. The only thing that will last is in the end. So all the other stuff don't matter. No. That's why I always say, like, if you find when you're talking about a church that you go to, the only thing you should really concern yourself with what they say about Jesus and how they deal with Jesus. Yeah. Because that's going to be it. Yeah. Is there any more verses under that? Yeah, there's a couple more. Let's hear them. And this is where we we find ourselves after that. We leave and it's, we don't, we're too late. The thing is, we're gone and we don't realize it's too late until we get back and we realize it's too late. And it's like, ooh. Uh, then we these last couple ones. Afterward came also the other virgins saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. They were ready now. Right. They were saying that he had to do it on their time. Right. That's kind of like a spit in the face. Yeah. But he answered and said, Verily I say unto you, I know you not. You weren't there when he came. It sounds familiar. Yeah. Yeah. Depart from me, I never knew you. Depart Revelation, anybody? Yeah. I don't want to hear that. No, no. Mm-hmm. I'm good. Well, if you don't want to hear it, be prepared. Be prepared. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is where like all parables teach something important. Yes. And like he would always take his disciples to the side to explain it to them, or he wouldn't tell it to the every other person. He left that for them to explain once he was gone. Yeah. But he gives the warning here, watch therefore... For ye know neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man cometh. Yeah. So his point in this is making it the bridegroom in the story is him. Yep. Are you wise or foolish? Yeah. Are you stockpiled with more oil than you should need? 
Or do you not have any? Do you not have any? Do you not have enough? Do you have just a couple of parts of it? Are you going to try to ride the shirt tails of someone else? Yeah. You try to bo- borrow some off somebody to make it. And, and then nobody makes it. The one, yeah, that's the, that's, the, <laughs> that's the bad part about that. I never thought about that. You part. picked the wrong coat too. <laughs> yeah. If I if if I give you part of mine, I won't have enough. Yeah. Then we're both out. I gotta say, if I was in one of those in that situation, I'm be stingy. They did. <laughs> they were. So go to the guy who sells it. We're yeah. not. We we're not the one who did this to you. And that's a big thing that people do is when they're not prepared and something happens, they want to come take it, take it from you or blame it on you. It's like, I didn't do that to you. No, Mm -mm. you did that to you. Mm -hmm. And that's my thinking where they knew how much oil they needed. Yeah. And they had just enough extra in case it went a little longer. Right. But not so much extra that they could afford to give to someone else. And then they would all be able to make it to however many hours it was they thought it might take before for daylight. They had enough probably till daylight and just a little in case maybe daylight didn't come right away and that's when he came. Right. And the 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 best part about that story is a count. No, no, that's a parable. That's a story. That one counts. The best part about <laughs> it is they never specified if he's going to come here. No. Come there. Come this time. Come that time. Is he going to come in the third watch? Is he going to come in the morning? Is he going to come at the noon time? Is he going to wait till it's bright? Is he going to wait till it's, or keep it in the dark? He just said, get ready. Yeah. I think this ties in with the other one about how the son of man comes as a thief in the night. Right. So I think the main point of this is that it would be, he would come at night when no one would expect him. So they would have to have only had enough for light to come. Right. Because when light was there, if he came then, You'd he'd be able it. to see everybody without any need for anything extra. Right. So I think it just kind of was driving home the point for that parable as well of, if you can see me coming, it's a little too late. Right. And I'm more, I'm going to come when you can't see me. You, I don't, cause then it gets in the case of, okay, he's going to be here such and such a date at this time of day. Right. I have up until then to get ready. Right. But if it keeps up in the air where, cause he even says, no man knows the hour, the hour the day. not even the son of man. Not even so, the angels. So if the guy who's coming back doesn't know the time, we can't guess. Right. All it's going to do is possibly lead to leading people astray, to leading yourself astray, leading yourself astray. False hope could cause people to fall away because like they constantly keep hearing, okay, yeah, 2028 or 2027 or whatever. And then every year that comes and passes, no, Jesus. They start thinking, well, maybe he's not coming. Start to wonder. Start to doubt that he was serious about what he said. Let's do something to end this podcast off. Okay. You do not have to wonder. No, you don't. It's up to you to figure this out salvation-wise. Basically, this we're talking about preparation exceeding a miracle, but the best one you can get, the most prepared you can be is saved. Exactly. And the biggest miracle you can get is eternal life with Jesus Christ. Which is also the biggest blessing you can get. Biggest blessing. Amen. There's no other miracle. One thing is when I was searching for preparation stuff, it doesn't matter which word they use, whether they use blessing, miracle, power, success, whatever it is, the biggest of those is salvation, no matter which word you use. No No matter which way you shake it. Yep. 
That's the best one you can get, the best prize you can get. At the end of the day, though, you don't have to wonder. You don't have to worry. You don't have to wait. Now is the time for salvation. Today is the day. Tomorrow is not promised. Get it done. Get it done. Get it done. Thank you. We love you. Bye. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Ready to Preach. We hope that something that has been said today will aid you in your journey both in Christianity and in the pursuit of becoming ready to preach. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please reach out to us on our Facebook page, Redemption Church, and share us with your friends. If you have any questions for us or topics you would like for us to discuss, we can be reached through the Facebook's direct message or in the comments section of our posts about the podcast. We look forward to you tuning in next week.